0: Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. It is our pleasure to come to your homes each week to preach, teach, and demonstrate the kingdom of God. It is the perspective that you need because you're supposed to reign and rule in life with Christ Jesus. And so you have to learn to allow the Lord Jesus to reign and to rule and to know how to allow him to reign and rule in your life. Amen. So tonight we want to start in Proverbs. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding, amen. And so it is really a command of the Lord. It says, because wisdom is the principal thing, the main thing, the first thing, then you need to get wisdom. But in all of your getting of wisdom, you need to get understanding, amen. And so, of course, we're talking about God's wisdom, the wisdom of God, because there is competing wisdom wisdom in this earth realm. There is a such thing called the wisdom of the world. The Bible says it's from beneath. It is sensual. It is sense-based and demonic. And the Bible talks about the wisdom of God, which comes down from above, which is peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. It is full of good fruits. It brings about a righteous a righteous harvest. And so think about it. Why is wisdom so important? And why does God makes a distinction between his wisdom and other wisdom? Amen. It, it it all falls upon the beginning of things. There was a failure, a failure of choosing God's wisdom. Adam and Eve missed it. They listened to the devil. They chose the devil's wicked wisdom, which is the wisdom of this world, which locks you into this world and locks you into corruption. So there is a cock on everything that you do because of the um, corruption, which brings forth death, decay, which brings forth death. Amen. And so man tries to preserve his life. Amen from the corruption, from the decay, amen. He tries to position himself and ultimately from the devil's wisdom, you hurt other people because you preserve your own life by um, hurting other people. You preserve your your own life, amen, your finances or whatever by um, putting hardship putting hardship on other people. That is that is the ways of the wisdom, which is of this world. It puffs you up with pride. Amen. It makes you think that you're able to do things um, outside of God, apart from the Lord. And so the Bible says, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. So you are commanded to get wisdom, which is the principal thing. It is first in place, time, order, or rank. It is the beginning. It is the chief. It is the first fruit. Amen. It is the best. And so the implication is that God's wisdom is the first fruit. And so unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. So God is building your house and that you acknowledge God that he's the one by partaking of his wisdom to get the house built. You say what is the house? It is it is your life. It is your family. It is your ministry. It is everything that you are and everything that you do ultimately comes from the Lord. It is the acknowledgment of that, to give the Lord his honor and allow him to make you a man, the potter that he molds the clay, amen fashioning it into a vessel that is meat unto him, until so the vessel cannot reply to the potter that why are you making me like this, I don't want to be like this or whatever, and so even if There is a marring of the clay, of the vessel, amen. So many people that they start over again and again, amen. There are so many people, amen, things are not right. Though God is purposing to make you right, he has the the reserved right, amen, to correct you, amen. Amen to make you a righteous a righteous vessel because he is the one who made you. He's the one who created you. And so you have to give him that honor and glory, even though you are a work in process. It's God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Amen. So God is working in you and God is able to perfect all that which concerns you. So you're living life, but you're dependent on the Lord, and you're dependent on the Lord's wisdom, and you have to allow the Lord's wisdom to work in your life by choosing his wisdom instead of the wisdom of the world, amen. Give him the first fruit of your life, amen, as it pertains to you being made, you being created, amen, you being a work. Ultimately, you are a work of God. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding, for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and the gain of fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all things that you may desire cannot compare to her. So that's what this passage is saying. Anything that you can desire cannot compare to the wisdom which is of God. Amen. More precious than rubies or silver or gold. Why? Why is the Lord saying that? Because that is the desire of most folk. Most folk want money. They want um, that which is precious, amen, silver, gold, diamonds, they'll take all of that, amen, and if the choice was between that, those things, and wisdom, that because people don't have understanding that they would choose those things, amen, and so they would re- be resigned, hallelujah, to that which is, which is of the world. Their treasure would not be in heaven, Your treasure would be in this earth realm where your treasure is there. Your heart will be also. And so you would lack understanding. You would lack spiritual sight. That's why the Bible says, don't go after your money. Don't go after those things because it will pierce you with many sorrows. It does not say that God would not make you prosperous. Does not say that God would not make you rich. But your priorities have to be that wisdom. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, that Jesus is made unto us wisdom. So you are ultimately talking about Jesus being the treasure above all treasure. Amen. That puts everything else in perspective. The Bible said it is God who gives you the power to get wealth. Why? To establish his covenant in this earth, amen. So God empowers you to get wealth so that you can seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, amen. So God's covenant would be established in this earth realm, amen. Jesus, amen, became poor so that we could become rich, that we through his poverty may be made rich. We know the grace of God, that Jesus who was Very rich became poor so that we could become rich, amen. And so it is partaking of the grace of God, amen. But so many um, prosperity teachers have gotten people off. They are seeking the wrong thing, amen. And it goes back to the beginning, that the same temptation that Adam and Eve failed that Jesus, when he ministered and he was tempted of the devil, that he passed, amen, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the the pride of life. It goes back to the beginning that God wants to bring you back, that Christians don't have any problem with the fact that um, they were separated from God and that when they were born again, God, God brought them back or reconciled them back unto himself. But they do have a problem. Many Christians do have a problem, is that you're supposed to be brought back to a saved soul, understanding, amen, that Jesus is the treasure of heaven above all other treasure, amen, and that Jesus is made unto you wisdom, And wisdom is the principal thing, the first thing. So the first failure with Adam and Eve was they chose a wicked wisdom. So now God is saying that wisdom is the principal thing. So God wants to bring you back to his wisdom and bring you back to his understanding. The things of the world blind you. Amen. That's what they do. Amen. That's why the Bible says that a people sit in darkness. All that is in the world blinds the eyes. It's like Adam and Eve, when they partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, one set of eyes came open and one set of eyes was closed. Amen. That set of eyes and heart where they were close to God, where they could fellowship with God in the cool of the day, they were closed to that. But they were open to the natural and they knew naturally that they needed to be covered. God is a God who covers, amen. God ultimately covers with his glory, amen. That as man is submitted unto God, he is brought back to a covering of glory, even as the woman is submitted unto the man, or as the wife is submitted unto the husband because of the laws of submission, which brings forth dominion, that you have to be brought back into understanding of that. What happens today? People strive. God says, my spirit will not strive with man always. What does that mean? That means striving with God brings a judgment because God is always right. And so man insisting on his own ways, they are refusing the wisdom of God. Amen. And so they are provoking God. Amen. By not choosing his wisdom, by not choosing His ways, what are the results? Violence in this earth, sexual immorality in this earth. Everything that pertains to corruption and perversion is the ways. They are the ways of rejecting the ways of God. So you have to be brought back into wisdom. You have to be brought back into understanding because most folks believe that they know something. Amen. And that the wisdom of God requires submission unto God to be taught rightly, that you don't know anything. Amen. And you need to know only that which God teaches, which God tells you. Amen. And so man is corrupted by silver and gold and rubies and things that he is desiring above the wisdom, above the wisdom. Of God, Amen. And so you have to be brought back to the beginning. You have to be brought back to the Garden, Amen. Before there was sin, before there was corruption, where fellowship—you had open fellowship with the Lord. You were not afraid of the Lord's presence, and and that is a key, Amen. The key in revival to revival is yearning. Amen. How does revival start? Yearning for God, yearning for his presence. What is that? Being brought back to the beginning where man had access to the presence of God. In his presence, is fullness, is fullness of joy. At his right hand, their pleasures forevermore. Amen. So wisdom is how things are built amen wisdom is how god deals amen and so we have to build also by with the wisdom wisdom of god and proverbs chapter 3 verse 19 and 20. proverbs chapter 3 verse 19 and 20. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up. And clouds dropped down the dew. So God is a God of creation. But that was God building. That was God making. That was God creating. And so wisdom was with God in the beginning. God said, let us Make man in our own image. Amen. Letting us know that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were working on creation. This is God's beautiful masterpiece. This is God's creative um, ways. Amen. This is how God builds. This is how God forms. Just because it is on such a grand scale as creating the cosmos, amen, the universes, the galaxies, the intricacies, amen, from the smallest snowflake that if you look at it under a microscope, it is one of the most intricate things that there is. And every snowflake is different, amen, to the largest suns and and stars and solar system, the intricacies, amen, amen. That could only be God. So God says, look at the stars. Look at the moon. Amen. He says, look at the snow. Um, Consider the rain. Amen. Or the hail that falls down. Amen. So in your building, before you build a thing, you need to consider God because wisdom is the principal thing. His wisdom is the first thing. And so you give God the first fruit, the honor. When you build, you use the wisdom of God and not the wisdom of this world. Amen. That's how you honor. That's how you honor the Lord. Amen. Proverbs chapter eight. Verses 22 through 36. It says, the Lord possessed me, that's wisdom at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I've been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there ever was an earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth while as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew the circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the water would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, Then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Now therefore listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways, hear instruction and be wise, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates waiting at the post of my doors, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me, against wisdom, roams his own soul. And all those who hate me love death. So God is admonishing man to seek after his wisdom, to find it, and to cherish it above everything else. Again, wisdom was with God, In the beginning, amen, even before the creation and during the creation, wisdom was there, amen. And so in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen, for by it, that's faith, the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made by things which are visible. So we have a deeper revelation of God's wisdom. God's wisdom is found in his word. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Amen. And so God created, he framed the worlds, amen, by his word. And so because wisdom builds all things, amen, then we see that God's wisdom is in his words, amen. Jesus told a parable about the house that was built on the sand and the other that was built upon the rock. Amen. He explained that the house that was built upon the rock were those who heard the sayings of Jesus and did them, that the storm was not able to destroy that house, that house would stand. But for the house that was built upon the sand, those who did not heed the words of Jesus, that when the storms came, great was the fall the fall of that house. Amen. So wisdom, God's wisdom is in his word. Amen. Understanding comes by the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the holy is understanding. Amen. The the holy understanding or knowledge of the holy would cause you to have the fear of the Lord. Amen. The proper fear of the Lord. You would not think that you have something to say against God. You would fear God. Amen. You would seek his ways. You would ascribe greatness unto God and ascribe holiness unto God. Amen. So we are called to build, but God is already built. Amen. So this is what I'm trying to say. That you build simply by choosing God's wisdom in your life as you use faith. As you use your faith. You're choosing God's wisdom as you walk out of life that has actually already been prepared for you. Amen. Storms will come. Winds will come. Amen. Rains will come. Amen. That... um what is it Lord? Um, obstacles will come. amen and the Bible says that you are to overcome them all. this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. so now you understand that God is not against you. He put you down here to overcome for him. amen to choose. His wisdom to choose the sayings, the sayings of Jesus, amen. So wisdom is how spiritual houses are built and furnished and supplied, amen. So we see this in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter nine, and beginning with verse one. It says, wisdom has built her house and she has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. (coughs) She has mixed her wine and she has furnished her table. So wisdom has prepared a table for you. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live and go in the way of understanding. Amen. So people have misunderstood what it means to be foolish. It is foolishness not to walk by God's wisdom or to choose another wisdom. That is that is foolishness, to choose The wisdom of the world, like Satan offered Eve and Adam, the wisdom of the world, to think that there is substance in that. To think that there is advantage in that is foolishness. It is folly not to follow God's wisdom. Amen. That's why the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, to get understanding, amen. So this is the invitation, amen. So think of it this way. Man was one with God before the fall, amen. Man was blessed, amen, fruitful, amen. Everything was good, amen. And so when man failed, he lost all of that, amen that he was destined for hell. God sent his son, Jesus, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, you're not just saved, and I've been hammering this over and over again. You are restored. You are brought back. And so you have an open invitation where Adam and Eve rejected God's wisdom you have an open invitation to receive God's wisdom. It's a dining table. It is the king's table. Amen. So God has prepared a table of wisdom. It's all prepared. All you have to do is partake. Amen. That God has already prepared that table and all you have to do is partake. In Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. And those who heard it for we who have believed do enter that rest as he has said so i swore my wrath they shall not enter my rest although the works were finished from the foundations of the world amen so speaking of the children of israel that failed their carcasses fell in the wilderness because they refused to believe god that he had given them a land flowing with milk and honey they refused god's word Amen. And so God swore that they would not enter his rest. God's rest is where you ceased from your own labors. Amen. And in other words, by faith, you receive what God has already worked. By faith, you receive what Jesus has already worked. What God has worked and what Jesus has worked is the work of God that you need in your life for your life to be a work of God, and for you to do the works of God. So those works were finished before the foundations of the world. In other words, God had prepared for the children of Israel to enter into the promised land, to defeat the Canaanites, amen, and to dwell in a land flowing with milk and honey, which is a type, it is an example of what God has given unto us If we will enter into his rest, that means to cease from our own labors. Amen. When we enter into rest, in essence, we are receiving the works that God has worked, that is already done. Wisdom has already prepared a table that all we have to do is partake of that table, which wisdom has prepared in Hebrews chapter 3 verses 1 through 4 therefore holy brethren partakers of the heavenly calling so you, you your calling is a heavenly calling in other words what God has called you to do on this earth amen it follows you When you go to heaven, the calling came from heaven. Amen. The calling is actually what Jesus wants to do in this earth through you. Amen. So therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him who appointed him as Moses was faithful in all his house. So Jesus was faithful to God who appointed him. For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who built the house has more honor than the house. So Jesus is the one that builds the house and has built the house. It says, For every house was built. Every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. So that is acknowledgement. Everything that is built was built by someone. But the truth of the matter is, the one who built all things is God. And so it is that acknowledgement which would say that I am choosing the wisdom of God in my life, in my family. I'm not looking for another way. I'm not looking for another pattern. (laughs) Amen. I'm not depending on my own intellect. I'm not depending on the intellect of people who have um, um, written (laughs) books and volumes. Amen. I'm not depending on that. I'm depending on the Lord's wisdom. Who is the Lord's wisdom? Jesus. I'm depending. The one who built everything is the Lord. So that must be acknowledged. Why? Because he's already built. He created everything and it was good. He's already done his works and they were good works. Amen. And he affirmed when Jesus walked upon this earth ministering that the works that Jesus was doing were the works of God. And then Jesus's ultimate work was his passion, his suffering and dying upon the cross and God raised him up on the third day. That is the work that we put our faith in, now as we walk out our our life, live our life, it is an acknowledgement that God has already worked. And so that's what grace is. It's receiving that God has already worked. As we live out our lives, we are partakers of that table of wisdom. We are partakers of the grace of God. Amen. We're saying God has already worked and it's a good work. I acknowledge it. And so when people say, what a wonderful work that you work," you say, no, it was the Lord. It was the Lord in my life. I chose what he had worked for me. Now, this is a, a grand thing that God has not only prepared a, a work for you. The Bible says we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. But the power necessary. Amen. The the saving of your life, God is already prepared. Amen. As we drive up and down the roads, many times that God would, I would be pressed in the spirit or my wife would be pressed in the spirit. She said, we need to pray. Amen. And so we pray in the spirit because we don't know what we're supposed to pray for. All we know, something is not right. Next thing that we know that we are avoiding an accident, we are avoiding a life and death situation, amen, that things were trying to align against us, amen. Jesus is 12 hours in a day. As long as you walk in the day, there's no occasion for stumbling that you can walk in the light, you can walk in the day because you're brought back into fellowship with the Lord. (laughs) Amen. He is for you and not against you. Amen. He satisfies you with long life. Amen. And so you have a part that you have to cooperate with the works of God. All things work together for good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Walk according to his purpose, his ways, his calling. Amen. And cooperate with God, cooperate with the angels by speaking, by speaking the word of God. Amen. In Romans chapter 8. In Romans Chapter 8. Verse 29. 29. Let's let's read 28. I just quoted at 28 through 30. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are the called according to his purpose. So your calling is according to the purpose of God. Everybody got a calling whether it is in the five-fold ministry gifts, whether it is supporting ministry, whether it is uh, raising money for ministries and things like that, whether it is praying for those, amen. Praying for people, amen. You have a calling according to the purpose of God. It says, for whom he, God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, he also justified. Whom he justified, he also glorified. So this is getting back into the original state. When Jesus saved you, amen, he gave you a calling, he justified you, that you were called to be conformed into the image of, Into the image of Jesus, in whom he called, he justified, in whom he justified, he glorified. He put the glory back on you. When Adam and Eve sinned, the glory departed. Now the glory is back in your life through Christ Jesus, amen. And so the wisdom of God, amen, you must acknowledge the wisdom of God. You must not strive against God. You must not be of that rebellious spirit that Adam and Eve were of. Amen. All the sins of man are a failure to heed the wisdom of God. Think about that. All the sins of man are a failure to heed the wisdom of God, which results in a failure to be covered by God's glory. Amen. So we're supposed to be covered by glory. The glory of God is that which pertains to God, that causes us to say hallelujah, glory to God, to see God in his glory. And as God gives us of his glory, we see him correctly and we see ourselves. It humbles ourselves. Everyone that saw the glory, whether it was Isaiah, whether it was Saul of Tarsus, everyone who saw the glory was humbled. They fell on their face in the presence of the glory of God. And so God is bringing back the glory, the, the, his original investment in man. Amen. When God says, I want you back, he means in the glory. Amen. So get that. God says, I want you. I want you back. He's talking about in the glory. He's, he's not talking about in, you in a rebellious state. Amen. When God says, I want you back, It is you walking in humility because the glory shows God high and lifted up. and shows that you need the Lord. Everything is found in the glory. So you don't want to leave God and you don't want to lose the presence of the Lord. And so you crave for God. You yearn for God. You yearn for the glory. Somebody says, you don't have to seek God. You already got to know you yearn for the presence of the Lord. If you ever have tasted of the Lord, you want more. That's what God does to you, amen. And that will keep you pure in this earth realm. And that will keep you in the fear of God in this earth realm as you yearn for the presence. If you get the presence of God, you can get back how it was, the fellowship of God, the way that it was in in the beginning, amen. In Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Amen. So the wisdom was with God from the beginning, and it was clear, amen, that God made everything in majesty and splendor. That anything that was made would even reply to God, To you be the glory. You made everything in majesty. And splendor, amen. In Hebrews chapter 2, verses 6 through 11. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 6 through 11. But one testified in a certain place saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and have crowned him with glory and honor. And set him over the works of your hand. So that's what God did to man in creation. That's what he did. Crowned him with glory and honor. And set him over the works of his hand. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For that you put all things in subjection under him, you left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. So Jesus is defeating every kingdom. And so that is a process. So the Bible says now we don't see everything put under him. Why? Because there's still people not saved. There's still things going on against the Lord. It says, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory. So what is Jesus doing? Jesus is bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Why? We're one with the Lord. We don't have a rebellious spirit against the Lord. We don't don't have any rebellion against the Lord. How do we show that? Because we choose his wisdom instead of Satan's wisdom, which is the wisdom of this world. Amen. And so the wisdom of God, let me just clarify. The, The wisdom of God, I said, is found in the word of God. And so we put our faith in the word of God, which is foolishness to the world. All of academia will just laugh at you, amen, to scorn, if you tell them I put my trust in the wisdom that is in this this word of God. And so that which academia represents, which the world represents, what is it? Opposite of Jesus being the Savior,
1: anything
0: which says that it is your Savior Other than the Lord Jesus, which is of this earth realm, it is of Satan. It is of the wisdom of this world. It separates you from the Lord. In other words, if you had a condition, amen, in the word of God, which houses the wisdom of God, says that God will heal you because he's already worked healing. Amen. Has not God already worked healing? Did not Jesus Already healed, does not the scripture says in First Peter 2 24 by stripes, you were healed? Now that is a work of God. If you say no, 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 that's not wisdom, that's not good sense. I'm not gonna depend on that for healing. I I have a stronger wisdom, you know. I, I I know a doctor, you know, and I heard of medications or whatever. What are you doing? You're not relying on the wisdom of God. Even if you say that I'll give God a chance after I do everything else, that's double-minded. You're not relying on the wisdom of God. What is Jesus doing? He's bringing many sons to glory. What is that? That original state where you depended on the wisdom of God that man had not accepted Satan's wisdom, which relegated everything, all your solutions have to be found in this earth realm. That's why people speak of minerals. That's why speak, people speak, you know, of, of, of vitamins and minerals and things or medicines. Amen. Because your only answers are in the earth realm. Your eyes dare not look upward unto the hills, from whence cometh your strength. Your help comes from, your help comes from the Lord. You say, well, brother, that's, that's not good sense. You're simply telling me that is not the wisdom that you choose. And that's what I'm preaching. Same thing. It's all the way from the beginning. Adam and Eve, they chose another wisdom which relegated them to sin and death and corruption. They even tried to use the fig leaf, their answer had to come from this earth realm. So God is bringing us back into that glorious state where we operate by the wisdom of God, which is the foolishness. It is foolishness to man. Amen. In Revelation, Revelation chapter 3, and for the sake of time, it's... uh, just verse 18. This is um, the church of Laodicea. Amen. Jesus says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. Amen. So Jesus says that, you're gonna to have to exchange your worldly wisdom for that which is of the Lord. Amen. Which is the wisdom, which is the wisdom of God. Because right now you're naked and you do not know it. So the shame of your nakedness, the opposite of glory is nakedness. So glory, the glory of God covers. So that when God looks at you from heaven, you are covered. Covered means that you are. Um, in submission unto God, um, submission unto his spiritual authority. Amen. You are covered. Amen. And so you are submitted unto God. You are not naked. Amen. And so when you are seen from the glorious realm, you're supposed to have glory also. Amen. You're not supposed to be naked. Unto God and naked unto the angels, Amen. You're not supposed to be naked unto God, unsubmitted woman, unsubmitted man, Amen. You're not supposed to be morta. You 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 are not supposed to be from the glorious realm. You're not to appear naked to God, or naked to the angels, or in the spirit realm the demons. Are not supposed to see you naked. I never really thought about it <laughs> exactly that way because we often preach about being covered and we take great flack, amen, because we say that the Bible says the woman is not supposed to pray or prophesy or engage spiritually with her head uncovered. The Bible says because of the angels that she is supposed to have, the power of authority, of God's authority over her head, showing that she is submitted, amen. And I never, uh, Put the two together exactly like that because you're not covered in glory. I don't care what you're wearing, you're naked. And so you are open season for the devil. Holy Ghost. You are open season for the devil. Amen. And so he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So what is the Lord doing? He's bringing you back to make the choice again to choose his wisdom, amen, that wisdom has prepared her table, she has hewn her seven pillars, that means the support, the eyes of the spirit, amen, support, amen, the wisdom of God, spiritual understanding, spiritual sight, perfect sight, the seven eyes, the seven pillars, perfect support, amen, God is bringing you back amen, to make that, so you don't make the same mistakes. Again, it's one thing to be saved. It's another thing to get wisdom. And with all thy witting, uh, getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. So you're not just supposed to be saved. You're supposed to know to choose the wisdom of God. Amen. And St. John St. John chapter seventy, and verse 22. Jesus says, he, he's praised to the father and the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. And so in the glory, if, if God is able to cover you with glory, if you are glorious one, Amen. He's put glory on your life. It means that you are not of a rebellious spirit. The Bible says that the one who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. In other words, he has no desire to sin. Whatever the Lord says, that's what he does. That I don't know if you know this or not, the, the example of Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Amen that is an example of a prayer of commitment and consecration unto God. He says, if it was possible, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. (laughs) Amen. And so that's the way we have to be in our lives. The, The only way to obey the Lord is to suffer in those things that you really wanted to do that he said don't do or those things that you really did not want to do that he said to do, (laughs) amen. That's how you get glory and a willingness to suffer persecution. That's how the glory, you get glory in your life, amen. Romans chapter eight, amen. We're gonna finish this up, Romans chapter eight, verse 14. So Jesus is bringing many sons to glory, amen. Verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so that's what I was talking about, being led by the, the Spirit of God, amen. You have to be born again. You must be filled with the Holy Spirit. You must know the voice of the Spirit and the unction of the Spirit so that you can obey the Spirit. Why? Because those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You're being brought back into the wisdom, the wisdom of God. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. In him... You also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom you, in whom also having believed, you also were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. And so those who believe belong to God, that God seals with the Holy Spirit of promise. It is the literal seal of the king. Amen. As a signet ring, the Holy Spirit means that you are sealed. If you have received him in that way, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. And so what does that mean? You now operating by the Holy Spirit and having the glory of God on your life. Amen. It is Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 that God has made everything beautiful In its time, Amen. Now you are in that beautiful state that God created you. He created you beautiful, not marred by sin. The Bible says that Jesus is looking for a glorious church. The word "glorious" means beautiful, Amen. Your your beauty comes back by the glory, Amen. A glorious church without spot, or wrinkle, or blemish or any any such thing, amen. And so we are brought back, amen, by the wisdom of God. We have renounced the devil's wisdom. We have renounced the ways of the world. We have used our faith. Everything that the Lord says is ours. We receive, amen, in intimacy and love. Did you know that? Everything that the Lord has offered you If you love him, you will receive every gift that the Lord gives you. If the Lord is your lover, he gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit. You would receive the gift, amen, of the Holy Spirit. If the Lord has given you the the word, amen, of healing, amen, you would receive that as a gift from your lover. So Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us that wisdom was with you in the beginning. Wisdom built your house, and every house that is built, if we would acknowledge you, amen, is built by the wisdom of God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.